0: What's up, everybody? It's Jacob from the Football Fanatic, and today we are going to be talking about, as promised, fantasy questions. I have a few call-ins we're going to do, and then I will get uh, into some start or sit stuff. We'll go through by position, talk about some guys you do want to start this week, and some guys you probably don't want to start. So let's jump right into it. Hey, Jacob. I have a fantasy question. Um, I'm really struggling with which, uh, receiver to start this week. So I've got, um, Thielen, uh, JJ Nelson and cup. Um, and they all seem like they've been sort of good, but I'm not sure who's going to keep being good. Um, I'm leaning towards playing JJ Nelson, but let me know what you think. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for calling in Maya. I really appreciate that. Uh, Maya is one of the admins at anchor. She does a lot of their, um, I guess I'm not sure exactly what her job is, but I know she uh, she does some marketing stuff, and then she also answers call-ins on her station about problems with the Anchor app. So if you ever have any questions about Anchor, be sure to check out her station as he's answering questions on there all the time. Uh, but yeah, starting receivers, uh, Adam Thielen, J.J. Nelson, Cooper Cup, were the guys I think you mentioned. Uh, Cooper Cup for the Rams, Adam Thielen. Uh, Adam Thielen, <clears throat> in in a normal week, I think I would usually say him, but because, uh, Sam Bradford's, uh, st- status is kind of up in the air, it's not sure if he's gonna play this week or not. That kind of takes away from his value. If Bradford plays, great, but it's not sure that he's gonna play, and if he doesn't, I really don't like Case Keenum. I don't think he has much promise at all. So if he is the one throwing the ball to Adam Thielen, I don't really have much faith in him. Uh, Cooper Cup, Definitely has a lot of talent. He seems to have a connection with Jared Goff. However, um, I don't think... I don't personally want to start him yet until I see a little bit more from him. It's only been two regular season weeks, and we'll see him again tonight. So maybe if he goes off for another good game tonight, then I will consider starting him as a wide receiver three. But ultimately, I think J.J. Nelson is your best bet this week. He's going up against the Cowboys, who their secondary just got really exposed last week. And J.J. Nelson is a guy who's very boomer bust. So if he doesn't go off and get a ton of points, he probably won't get much for you. But I think the chances of him getting a lot of points and getting that long touchdown are really good this week. The Dallas Cowboys secondary really did not look good. They gave up 45 points to the Denver Broncos last week, and they were just getting exposed. So I think um, against the Cowboys, Nelson will have as good a chance as any for a lot of fantasy points. So for this week, that's who I would start.
1: What's up, Jacob? It's your boy Phil over at the Say What You Like Sports Podcast Quick question uh, regarding my fantasy team. I need to see the doctor. I need a second opinion here. Wondering if you can help me out with that. I drafted Kenny Britt in my fantasy draft on one of my fantasy teams and so far he's been a pretty big disappointment. I think last week he had like one reception. Pretty much gave me like a point and a half. Uh, as far as fantasy points go. So I'm wondering, even though he's, you know, pretty much owned in most of these fantasy drafts and he's a player people are looking for to, to come back, especially with the injury to Corey Coleman over in Cleveland, you know, what should I do? Should I drop him and maybe pick up a player like on the waiver wire, like, say, Terrence Williams, who I think has the ability to have some big games I know firsthand, being a Dallas fan, he's often the beneficiary of the double coverage on Dez, or should I just stick it out with Kenny Britt? What you got for me, man?
0: Phil, what's up? I've been on Phil's show before. It's a really great one. Uh, we did our week one preview. Um, so on his show, he does, we, he does previews, um, and then he also does weekly power rankings, which those are really awesome. So if you're interested in stuff like that, go check them out. I just put up his week three preview. I think it was yesterday. So there's that, and then I'll be putting up mine tomorrow. So, But yeah, go check out Phil. And uh, to answer your question about Kenny Britt, um, I think it depends on how deep your league is. I don't think you said in your question, but in a 10-team league, yeah, I think you probably want to give up on him. I don't think necessarily he's a lost cause. After all, we're only two weeks in the season, and the Browns did just lose Corey Coleman. So Kenny Britt is going to move up in the ranks. It does look like Richard Higgins is going to be the number one for the Browns. But uh, we, I still want to see what Kenny Britt's role is. But yeah, I've had that dilemma this week. If I want to have a guy like Jermaine Curse or Kenny Britt, and I've cut Kenny Britt and picked up Jermaine Curse. So guys like that, it just depends on who's on the wire. It depends on how deep your league is. So if it's a 10-team, I think you cut him. 12-team, uh, that's when it maybe starts to get a little uh, more confusing maybe you want to wait a week or two and see what his role is now that coleman is gone but yeah ultimately it's just going to depend on depth
1: football fanatic is your man the voice track star sports broncos correspondent thanks so much for all of the kind words you said about my beloved broncos my question is this do the bills stand a chance this sunday Look forward to your response. Again, it's your man the voice. Trackstar Sports Broncos correspondent sounding off.
0: What's up, Trackstar Sports? Thanks for the call-in. Trackstars, if you're not familiar with them, they do a whole bunch of different sports coverages, a whole bunch of different teams. So lots of good content there. So go check them out. I think they've got a few guys on there. Uh, it's not just one guy that've got multiple if i remember incorrectly. I apologize if i'm wrong on that, but check them out cuz that sounds interesting. Uh to answer your question, i don't really think they do. Uh Broncos, i mean, they just destroyed the Cowboys last week and um we saw the Bills last week against the Panthers defense that to me is not as good as the Broncos defense. I believe they only put up 3 points. It was not an impressive showing and i think against a supreme Denver Broncos Defense. They're just really going to struggle again. Sean McCoy, Tyrod Taylor are going to continue their woes there. And then uh, Denver Broncos offense is very good as well. The Bills defense is subpar. So I, Denver is superior in all facets of the game. So maybe at the end of the day, it's uh, a little closer than It seems like it should have been because Broncos go up early and then they start to play ball control. That'd be my expectation if that happens, but no, I don't think the Bills have a chance in this game. The Broncos are going to take this one handily. And honestly, if I'm playing Survivor, that's uh, definitely a contender for my pick of the week. All right, now it is time... For start and sit, we're going to start with quarterbacks. And the first one that is on the start list for me is Derek Carr of the Oakland Raiders. He's up against the Washington Redskins this week, and the Redskins have been struggling this year. Um, But their offense is definitely a strong point of their team, and I think Oakland at Washington is going to probably be the highest chance for a shootout this week. Both teams, uh, great offenses and not as good defenses. Uh, so I think if there's a game that's a shootout, this is going to be it. Derek Carr is going to light up the board again. Michael Crabtree, Jamari Cooper, Der- or Jared Cook, he's got so many weapons to throw to, and I'll, he should have a lot of time as Washington should struggle to generate a pass rush. So Derek Carr, start him this week. Second one on the list. Kirk Cousins, just for the same reason I mentioned, this game is probably going to be a shootout. The Oakland Raiders have a very high-powered offense, and if the Washington Redskins want to have a chance against them, Kirk Cousins is going to have to light up the board, and I expect that's going to happen. The Redskins have been struggling this year, and I think that's going to be uh, a reason that a lot of people are going to struggle to roll Kirk Cousins out there this week, but I think he's going to be a good option. They're going to have to score. Let's just there's really no other way to put it. Unless they're going to get completely blown out, which I really don't think is going to happen, they're going to have to score points. And I think Kirk Cousins bounces back this week and starts to get the Redskins' season on track. I don't think that ends up in a win, but I do think that will end up in fantasy points. So he is a start for me. And the third one is one that may surprise you, Jay Cutler. If you, I'm not saying you should start him over one of your studs, but Jay Cutler has a chance to put up big numbers this week. They're going up against the New York Jets, a team that is has pretty much been getting blown out every week thus far, and I expect that to continue. Miami is a pretty decent team. They've got some good receivers in Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, and Kenny Stills. I expect this team to put up points. Uh, hopefully Jay Ajayi won't steal a lot of them. Uh, but I think Jay Cutler has a chance to put up good numbers against the Jets team that will struggle and is often getting caught up in shootouts because their defense isn't very good. So expect Jay Cutler to put up some numbers. Again, don't start him over your studs like Drew Brees or anything like that. Uh, so don't go too crazy here, but if you're really struggling for options, Jay Cutler might be able to fill in for you, and he is available in most leagues. And my final start for tonight for quarterbacks, Cam Newton. Uh, Maybe you guys already knew this one, but he's going up against New Orleans. New Orleans obviously has a high-powered offense, and they have a defense that has struggled every single year. And that is the reason that the Saints are never a very good overall team. The Drew Brees puts up points, but their defense gives up even more. And Cam Newton has the chance to do that. If he doesn't do it this week, I have major concerns about him, and I probably would not be able to start him the rest of the year. Because if you can't do it against New Orleans, who can you do it against? And that's why I think Cam Newton has... Uh, amazing potential even though he hasn't really done that much this year expect him to bounce back this week and that may not continue throughout the season but i think he's going to put up big numbers on sunday My first sit of the week is Ben Roethlisberger. He's going on the road against Chicago. Chicago, um, not a great team, but they do have a kind of underrated defense. And also, Ben Roethlisberger's on the road. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that Ben Roethlisberger struggles on the road. The home road splits are real. Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he's always drafted as a top 10 quarterback. But if you look at the stats over the past few years, he usually ranks around 16. And I think that he's only ranked in the past eight years, he's only ranked in the top ten one time. And that is because he struggles so much on the road. He puts up these big numbers when he's playing at home, but when he goes and travels... He just does not play as well. And I think there's no reason to believe that with an eight year uh, track record, I don't think that changes this week. Um, I think this is probably a pretty low scoring game as Chicago is going to struggle to put points on the board. And Ben Roethlisberger is going to struggle to put points on the board. I don't think, I mean, he, obviously he's Ben Roethlisberger and he's got Antonio Brown on the roster and Martavis Bryant. So there's always potential for a lot. But I think the chances of him scoring more than some of these other guys is a lot lower this week. So be careful starting. Ben Roethlisberger. Number two for sit this week is Marcus Mariota. He's going up against Seattle. We all know the Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. They've got so many studs on that defense um, and while they, they may have to throw it in this game, uh, it sounds like Der- DeMarco Murray may be hurt. Um, I think, honestly, Derrick Henry, uh, DeMarco Murray's backup, Derrick Henry is very capable, so even if uh, DeMarco Murray has to sit out this game I think they're going to want to lean on the run That Seattle pass defense is just so good And Marcus Mariota has not put up a ton of pass numbers so far this year Even against defenses that aren't necessarily as good So when with that solid pass defense to go up against And such good running backs in the backfield I think the Tennessee Titans are going to l- go run heavy in this game To try and put up points So Marcus Mariota, not as much upside I would not start him this week The first start at running back is Isaiah Crowell for the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are playing against Indianapolis this week in a game I expect them to win. Uh, Indianapolis is really, really struggling without Andrew Luck. I don't think they're going to be able to score a lot of points. So my expectation is that the Browns go up early in this game and start, start to try and run out the clock. In the past few weeks, Crowell hasn't gotten as big numbers because they get down early. And then Duke Johnson is the passing down back, so he goes in and gets a lot more reps. I don't think they're going to go down in this game. I think Crowell is going to stay in there and grind out the clock towards the end of the game. So that's why I think he is going to have a big role this week, and you can start him in your league. The second start for me this week at running back is Javorius Buck Allen for the Baltimore Ravens. The Jacksonville Jaguars have some very talented corners in Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. So I think that the Ravens are going to have to lean on their ground game in this one. And when they're passing the ball, they're a lot of times going to have to take the checkdowns. Those checkdowns go to Buck Allen, and that's why I think he's a great start this week. He's available on a lot of waivers still, I believe. He's been on um, most waiver lists in the past few weeks. He has a big role. Now the Danny Woodhead is out for a while. Buck Allen is taking that role, and he's taking a lot of carries as well. So I think his upside is very high in this game where they're going to struggle to pass the ball. The third start is Tariq Cohen for the Chicago Bears. Sounds like Jordan Howard is still struggling with his injury issue, and that's why I think that Tariq Cohen has a chance to get a lot of points this week. They're going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who the Steelers probably will put up points. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to bounce out of his funk and start scoring for the Steelers, and it probably won't be a super high-scoring affair here, but if Jordan Howard is out, Tariq Cohen, while probably not going to be the workhouse back, the workhorse back, he probably will still get quite a bit of volume. He will get a few carries, and he'll also get a lot of the checkdowns in the passing game, which, again, I expect that to probably happen quite a bit. Cohen is just such a playmaker, and the Bears really like him over there. They're going to get him the ball in whatever way, shape, or form that takes. So expect Cohen to have a good day. I wouldn't start him over one of your higher-end guys, but he is definitely worthy of flex consideration, maybe even running back two in PPR leagues. Guys that I think should be on the bench this week at running back. We're going to start off with LaShawn McCoy. McCoy, I know I've talked him up in the past, and I still do think he's a great running back, but he's going up against Denver this week. And again, I don't think they're going to be able to put up a lot of points. I think they're going to struggle. And usually if you want to get guys going against Denver, you have to start with the run game. But as we saw last week, Denver really shut down Ezekiel Elliott. Nine carries for eight yards for Elliott on the day. And I expect, I expect that they're going to take a similar approach to stopping the Buffalo Bills in this game. They're going to sell out to stop LaShawn McCoy and make Tyrod Taylor beat them. But their talented corners, I don't think, are going to give up a lot of points. Buffalo's really going to struggle in this game. And that starts with LaShawn McCoy. I know there are probably, if you have him in your league, you probably don't have a lot of guys that can take his place. But uh, just think about who you've got. I mean, be careful with benching him because, I mean, he's still LaShawn McCoy. You... He's going to get his volume. I just don't know how much he's going to do with it. But a guy like Buck Allen, like I talked about with Baltimore, guys like that are ones that I would consider starting over him this week. So, again, don't just bench him and put in a scrub. Make sure that it's a guy who's going to do well. But uh, he definitely is in consideration of being benched, especially in leagues where you only start two running backs in like 10-team leagues, and there's a lot more guys out there. Bench number two for running backs is Mark Ingram. He's playing against Carolina this week, and Carolina traditionally has a pretty good run defense. And on top of that, Mark Ingram has been splitting a lot of time with Alvin Kamara. And it sounds like, at least at some point, Alvin Kamara is going to eat more and more into Mark Ingram's workload. And I don't know if that happens this week, but I think he's too risky of a play for me. He's splitting time with those guys, and then Adrian Peterson is a little bit in the mix there as well. So a three running back committee going up against a good run defense, I would pass on that. I don't want any part in Mark Ingram this week. And the final bench at running back for me this week, any Jets running back. The Jets' offensive coordinator, Doug Morton, has said that he thinks a running back committee is the way that the Jets are going to go, and it sounds like it could even be a three-back committee. So if you have Matt Forte or Bilal Powell, I mean, both of them seemed like they would have been good options earlier in the year, but I just don't, I don't trust either one of them. Bilal Powell is a guy I was very high on. I expected him to take pretty much the, all of the starting snaps, but some, for some reason he hasn't done that, and I've had to cut him in multiple leagues. I think his upside is severely limited unless Matt Forte gets injured, and I don't want to start any of them unless something changes in that backfield. Starting at wide receiver for this week is Golden Tate, playing for the Detroit Lions and going up against the Atlanta Falcons, which as we know, Atlanta has one of the best offenses in the NFL. They're going to score some points. Detroit's going to have to score points to keep up, and Golden Tate is the Lions' number one receiver right now. They do have some other guys. They've got Marvin Jones. They've got Kenny Galladay. But Golden Tate is the guy who's going to get the majority of the targets. At least that's the way it's looked so far. I expect that to continue, and he's he may not be a red zone threat, but he's going to get yards, and if he can get some yards after the catch, he may even have a chance at getting into the end zone. So I expect Matt Stafford to do well in this game, and I expect that to translate into Golden Tate having a lot of production in this game. Kelvin Benjamin is another guy I want to start this week. Again, he's had his struggles. Um, Carolina's offense as a whole has just struggled, but as I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Cam Newton, they're going up against New Orleans this week. They're going to have to put up points, and I think especially now that Greg Olson is hurt, Cam Newton is going to have to start forcing it to Kelvin Benjamin. That's who he's got. That's who he's familiar with. Uh, Devin Funches probably has a, a good chance to score in this game as well, so both, both are going to have um, probably a lot of volume in a game where they're going to need to throw the ball in order to keep up with New Orleans. So both of them, I think, have a very good chance to get big numbers this week. The third start of the week is DeAndre Hopkins. In case you didn't watch the game last week, Deshaun Watson likes DeAndre Hopkins. He throws the ball to him quite a bit. And in a game where you're going up against the New England Patriots, you're going to have to score points. Deshaun Watson, when he is under pressure, he looks for DeAndre Hopkins. And in a game, they're going to have to throw a lot, and they'll probably get a little bit of pressure on New for New England. He's going to be throwing to DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit. And I don't know if the target share, which has been massive... I don't know if that will maintain itself, but last week he only had to throw 20-some times. I think he's going to throw a lot more this week, and that's even more targets for DeAndre Hopkins. Devontae Parker is going to have a big day. Again, going up against the New York Jets, Jay Cutler loves Devontae Parker, and he's going to throw it up to him whether or not he's covered very well, and I think especially against the Jets, he probably won't even be covered very well. So I expect Devontae Parker is going to get quite a few balls from Jay Cutler, including some deep shots. He's got a big chance to get in the end zone, probably one of the best ones of anyone this week, and that's why he has massive upside. He's a start for me in any format. Another start for me, J.J. Nelson. I talked about this when I was answering Maya's question. I thank you again for calling in, Maya. J.J. Nelson has as good a chance as anyone to get into the end zone this week against a Dallas secondary that really looks weak. They lost both of their starting corners in this offseason, and they are going to struggle. They're going to continue to struggle against the pass. So J.J. Nelson, again, a boomer bust guy, but if there's someone who is going to have a bigger chance to boom this week, it's against a weak Dallas secondary. That's J.J. Nelson filling in for John Brown. He Until John Brown comes back, J.J. Nelson's going to have a big role, and he's got a big chance to get in the end zone this week. And a potential repeat of last week's big day. A sit for me this week is Jordy Nelson. Um, and if his injury status changes, um, that's that this pick could be subject to change. But just want to let you guys know, if you have Jordy Nelson on your roster, I would probably bench him right now his status for sunday is very uncertain and i wouldn't want to have it be a game time decision you forget to take him out of your lineup so for now i think you take him out and swap him with another guy assuming he doesn't play so definitely keep watching the news to make sure and find out if he's playing or not um so if he's playing you might want to put him back into your lineup but definitely want to be uh safe with this one and put somebody else and have someone else on your roster in case jordy nelson is unable to play this week Another sit for me is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, As I mentioned, I don't think that Buffalo is going to have much of a chance against Denver. And because of that, I think Denver goes up big early and they start grounding out with C.J. Anderson. So unless Emmanuel Sanders catches a touchdown pass very early, I don't think he's going to get a lot of volume after that. I expect it's going to be very heavy C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles in the second half. And because of that, there's just not going to be very much volume to go around. So Demaryius Thomas is going to take most of the targets. I think Emmanuel Sanders as the second option, his chance at getting a lot of points in this game is pretty low, and he's too risky of a start for me this week. The next set is Adam Thielen. We, again, I talked about him a little bit earlier, didn't really go in depth. They're going up against Tampa Bay this week, and I think Tampa Bay has a little bit of a better defense than they get credit for. And again, with the uncertainty around Sam Bradford, I think Adam Thielen is too risky of a pick. I just don't have any trust in Case Keenum. And if Sam Bradford doesn't start, I don't start uh, Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen. Stefan Diggs, maybe you have to, depending on who you've got. He definitely has more upside than Thielen, but especially without Bradford, Thielen isn't much of an upside play. So assuming Sam Bradford doesn't start, I'm not starting Thielen this week either. Moving on to the tight ends, Jack Doyle playing for the Colts is a guy who I expect to put up bigger numbers this week. We've been a little bit worried about him earlier in the season, but I think that is going to start to go away soon. We expected him to have bigger production than he has, and he has struggled without Andrew Luck, but mainly that was because of Scott Tolzien. Scott Tolzien was not good, and I think now that Jacoby Brissett is starting, uh, he's kind of found Jack Doyle to be his security blanket, so if somebody's going to be getting the ball in the Colts' offense, it's Jack Doyle, and if anyone's going to score in that offense, it's Jack Doyle, so I think he has... Good potential to get a score in this week. And also, there's just so many tight ends that have gotten hurt in the last week. Greg Olson, Rob Gronkowski, Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham. And not all these guys are necessarily going to be out. Not all these guys we know if they're going to be out. So it's just, there's so much volatility in the tight ends. It's hard to predict who's going to happen. But I think Jack Doyle has as good of a chance as anyone to get in the end zone for the tight ends this week. That's pretty much all you can hope for, is a touchdown from a tight end. Another start is Hunter Henry. People were worried about him when he didn't catch a single pass in the first week. Last year, he bounced back, and I think that's going to continue. He's going to get a lot of the snaps from Antonio Gates. I don't really think that Gates is going to be that involved in the offense, especially now that he's broken the touchdown record. Hunter Henry is con- going to continue to be the target, and especially since um, Philip Rivers will probably have to start avoiding guys like Marcus Peters uh, in the Chiefs defense this week, Hunter Henry has a pretty good chance of having a big week. Evan Ingram for the Giants has a pretty good forecast for this week. The Giants, as you know if you've watched them at all, have really, really struggled on offense. And especially with Odell Beckham out, really the only guy who's looked like he has any playmaking potential is Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard hasn't done a ton. He's been there, but he's not really a number one wide receiver. Brandon Marshall has struggled terribly and had some awful drops. Just really doesn't look like he belongs in the NFL anymore. And because of that, I think Evan Ingram is a big target for Eli Manning this week. He has been so far, and I think he's going to continue to improve as the season goes on, so he has a good chance this week to put up big numbers. Jared Cook is another great option at tight end this week. He's going up against Washington, and we've talked about this already. Washington, Oakland, probably going to be a shootout, and Jared Cook is uh, he's been pretty consistent so far. He's gotten fit- about 50 yards in each of his games. So that's about as high as the floor as you can hope from for a tight end that's not named Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, the likes of them. And Jared Cook is available on a lot of waiver wires. So he's going to have a pretty high floor and a chance at even more in a good matchup this week. First sit for me is Martellus Bennett. I'm a Packers fan. If you've listened for a while, you know that. Um, and I just don't really think that Martellus Bennett has gotten that involved yet. He hasn't really gotten his chemistry with Aaron Rodgers down. And while he has been getting targeted, he just hasn't really been able to get to the ball. He's been dropping a few, uh, kind of misreading where Rodgers wants him to go on others. Um, the Packers just have an offense where you it's kind of like backyard football. It's not always super structured. So uh, Bennett is still struggling, and I think um, there's volume that's going to go in other ways. Uh, maybe if Jordy Nelson, again, doesn't play um, they, he might have a chance at more volume there, but it's he's still a little bit more of a question mark than some of these other guys that I think are going to have a better chance. And while Bennett might have a big day, again, I just don't think there is as much of a chance of that as other guys like Jared Cook. And another sit for me this week at tight end is Austin Hooper. Again, with all the injuries, maybe he's as good as option as some other guys. But some people got a little too excited when they saw he had a 138 yard, one touchdown game a few weeks back. It was something like that. It was a monster game. But he only got two targets in the entire game. And the game, the passes he caught were plays where they were just completely busted coverages. So when you have a guy that wide open, of course he's going to catch the ball. And then last week against the Packers, he didn't really do that much. I don't think he's going to do that much this week either. He's just not getting much of a target share in Atlanta. There's too many guys to throw the ball to uh they just spread the round the ball around a lot <clears throat> and I don't think Austin Hooper has much of a chance at volume this week and uh now we just have defenses and kickers I'm not going to talk about kickers but I will go through a few defenses really fast I don't know if I'll do this every week but I think um at least for now we'll go with it <clears throat> first of all Los Angeles Rams they're going up against San Francisco um Obviously, that's tonight, so maybe probably by the time you hear this, it'll be a little late. But um, they're going against San Francisco, who has struggled to move the ball. And then I don't think this will be a super high-scoring one. I expect it to be low-scoring. The Rams have a pretty good defense, especially pass rush. So they have a chance at some sacks against a team that really is going to struggle. Miami Dolphins going up against the Jets. The Jets just aren't very good. That's really all there is to it. Uh, they may have to get some garbage time points, but the Dolphins did look pretty good on defense. In the past few weeks, or excuse me, just last week. Last week was their first week. But they did look pretty good, and I think they have a chance of getting uh, some pressure, maybe some turnovers against an inexperienced Jets offense. And third, Philadelphia Eagles going against the Giants. We've talked about them. They really are struggling this year. Assuming Odell Beckham does not come back, I expect that those struggles to continue Um, I don't think that this is going to be a super high-scoring game either. And the Eagles, their defense is underrated. They're going to have a chance at getting some good numbers in their matchup this week against the Giants. All right, that is all for now, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, At the time this is being uploaded, it's like right before the game starts tonight, so I apologize for that. I wasn't really able to do a preview, so I'm not going to talk about the game. I will just tell you uh, the Rams are my pick for this week. And I have that up already, so it's before the game. You don't have to worry about that. And if you would like to see any of my other picks, I've, as you know, I've been doing previews. But uh, starting this week, I've been putting those picks up on my website. The website I just launched, footballfanaticpodcast.com. You can go check it out. I will have all the episodes there, so you can check out any of the old episodes if you'd like. You can keep up with the new episodes as they come out there if it's convenient for you to listen. And then I will have my weekly picks up there earlier in the week, probably like Tuesday or Wednesday. So if you'd like to see any of the rest of my picks for this week before I do my preview tomorrow, you can go check that out, footballfanaticpodcast.com. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's always fun. I hope you come back for the preview tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm Jacob Galipo. I will catch you next time.